Ronan, uh, I want to come to you next. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting. You've been very patient, given how early it is over, over where you are. Very kind of you to join us. Take us through your thoughts on this. I mean, obviously coming from a slightly different perspective, because you're, you're coming from the boardroom. Uh, having been in the profession, I know, for many, many years yourself, you, you now find yourself leading one of the biggest com uh, company or parts of the biggest companies in, in the US. Take us through your perspective on, on the industry and what it needs to do next. So in many respects, I, I would uh, summarize the, the survey and the trust barometer as uh, a call to action. And it's really, I think, a call to action to broaden the base of trust. Uh, the reality of chartered accountants is that the majority of chartered accountants work in industry, not actually in the profession. Um, and many of them, like myself, work not necessarily in financial roles. But there is a clear credibility for the profession and members of the profession in relation to trust, ethics, uh, business performance, etc. And so I really see, Dan, the opportunity for us to broaden the base of leadership um, built around the credibility, uh, the ethical standards that the various chartered institutes have established and the credibility of Interesting when Penn was going through the results, 86% of CEOs are expected to have uh, opinions and express opinions in relation to purpose and societal matters, but only 70% of accountants. Well, in many instances, it's the same person. The CEO is a chartered accountant, as it is in, in my case. So I really see the opportunity for us to be more influential in the business environment, particularly around uh, the area of establishing purpose uh, and citizenship for corporates. It's very clear, uh, not just for the last 18 months, but particularly highlighted in the last 18 months, is the businesses need to be part of the solution. They need to be uh, collaborating and sorts of coalitions to create a better outcome that's more inclusive, that covers, yes, ESG, you know, uh, DE&I, but really drives a more balanced uh, approach to business. And it's notable that in the US, the Business Roundtable, probably the most influential business body, in 2019 took the explicit decision to redefine its purpose, recognize that the simple pursuit of profit was not in and of itself an exclusive uh, business knowledge that it was a multi-stakeholder, uh, balanced uh, society, customers and shareholders were equally considered in the purpose of business. The other thing that I would call out strongly, Danny, is that the role of knowledge-based, fact-based. We have had probably the greatest challenge in the history of humankind over the last couple of years around the role of the expert and an, in fundamental challenge to the role of the expert. And I think chartered accountants have a hugely important role to play in the re-establishment of the bona fides of experts and expertise, whether it comes into areas as Carolyn was talking about, cybersecurity, data integrity, other areas, or just simply the role the business has and the credibility it has in uh, moving uh, us forward. So I would really encapsulate uh, the, the researchers saying, let's broaden the base of trust. Let's ensure that the role that chartered accountants play outside the profession is as equally impactful 
and influential and let's establish within every organization the fact that leadership should happen at every level in an organization and the chartered accountants have a role to play in establishing credible, deep, societally uh, relevant uh, leadership in businesses that to be sustainable need in my view to reflect and represent that balanced uh, stakeholder map. I don't think you can build a sustainable corporate these days if you're not appropriately considering ESG, DE&I, inclusion, but also critically that the areas of environment and societal outcomes are essential. If we have uh, significant unemployment, if we have limitations on the access to knowledge, to information, to education, we're essentially allowing a group of people to potentially be economically inactive. That can never be an outcome that any business should consider as being appropriate because our business models, our business cases, our future growth potential is defined around creating an environment in which people can be economically active because they have a right to the dignity of work. And in doing so, we create an environment in which we can contribute to a better societal outcome and a better business outcome at the same time. So let's expand the role of chartered accountants. Let's recognize that we can be influential in the fabric of business in the corporate world just as much as we have in the profession and in the auditing world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the interesting things in that area is that the, the rigor that the profession brings to financial accounts can be brought to bear on you know, things like uh, the ESG objectives, which I, I don't know but from your perspective, but from, from a financial journalist perspective, can be somewhat wishy-washy in the sense of big, big noises, big sort of things being spoken about, but ultimately, you know, measurable deliverables need to be in there as well to really drive us forward and to, to see where we get to. And I think we're seeing that at COP26 at the moment. But just one question for you. I mean, well, partly that, but also, you know, I think one of the things that Penn's presentation really showed is that is that balance between the financial need for financial resilience and financial uh, scrutiny and the need for obviously to now progress into a different area but how do you balance those as a company because i'm not saying that they're, they're they're opposite but they are they they can be a different mindset can't they there is a you know there's a price our financial balance sheets right and there is a, a different sort of uh, uh, stream of thought which is perhaps around the other stuff how do you bring those together how do you balance those two sometimes contrasting uh, objectives i think in, in my view dan that's where the role of the chartered accountants uh, come to the fore because i think in many organizations in the past we have seen these new of objectives and in i would challenge that hypothesis and say that actually a sustainable business model uh, and a sustainable business strategy requires a much more integrated and holistic uh, approach so that that stakeholder talked about it actually reflected in guess what happy employees create for surprise surprise paying a living wage makes a difference to the way employees turn up every single day so 
there is no inherent conflict unless we choose to make it so. And I think the role that uh, finance people and chartered accountants in particular in the ESG agenda uh, can play is bring it into the mainstream and into the forefront of how we run our businesses in a fundamentally sustainable way and in a pro-societal, pro-economy uh, way. And, and in doing that, I think what we've seen is in the last 18 months is <clears throat> that the environment for ethics, etc., is coming under a lot of challenge, even to the practical reality of diverse uh, working environments where we have a highly distributed workforce, as most organizations will going forward. How do you make sure that the same influences there about shadow of leadership and the behaviors that people can observe in a work environment are also brought to bear in a much more distributed uh, uh, employment environment where maybe there isn't as many opportunities for people to reinforce trust and ethics and standards by their direct uh, visible uh, behaviors. So I think we have both a challenge uh, and an opportunity, but we will not succeed if we consider these to be mutually exclusive objectives within a business. Yeah, yeah. excellent points. And, and, you know, and again, the, as you say, the the role of the profession in, that, in, in making that work is going to be crucial. Michael, I'm going to come to you now. I'm uh, very patiently waiting for, for us. So thank you, thank you so much. Um, and just take us through, again, your thoughts, resp responding really to what the survey showed and what you thought were the key takeaways, but also perhaps what our other panelists were saying, because we, we, you know, we covered a lot of ground already in the last 25 minutes, you know, in terms of both some challenges in South Africa, some of the kind of potentials in, in, you know, in Australia, and then Ronan taking us through that, those ideas that actually bring it all together within the boardroom uh, and delivering some objectives is going to be crucial for the future. So, so take us through your thoughts on, on all these matters and, and, and we can go from, uh, in, from there into some questions. So Michael, please take us away. Okay, thanks, Dan. The, well, the first thing I'm struck by is that um, as we heard from Ronan, Carolyn and, and Freeman, how many of the things that they actually said had resonance with what's happening both in Europe and the UK? Uh, are experiencing things in our own situation which uh, is not being replicated in some way in other territories and geographies. In terms of the in terms of the um, survey, um, I'm a I'm a long time follower of the Edelman Barometer, and I know that um, trust has been uh, under a great deal of scrutiny and challenge now for for a number of years. So it's good to see that over the past few years, business, CEOs, and chartered accountants have actually picked up a little bit in, in, the, last, in the last few years. I am, um, like Freeman, um, I'm, not, I'm not satisfied with those results. I'm certainly not complacent. But I think what they do reflect is the fact that the accountancy profession in many parts of the world where it is under scrutiny has taken some steps to try and get its house in order, working with others. And certainly during the course of the pandemic, which we should all remember has been absolutely terrible in many countries around the world. So it would be wrong for me to say that anyone has had a good pandemic. But during the pandemic, chartered accountants, in the UK, Europe, and I think indeed many countries around the world, we're actually the first port of call for business, you know, particularly the SME community. They picked up the phone to their chartered accountant and said, 
What do I do? Hmm. And the reality is that those chartered accountants were able to work with those businesses and they didn't save lives, but they saved livelihoods. And I think that's really important that we recognize that and acknowledge it. One of the things that I was pretty pleased with quite early on is that the, um, the World Economic Forum um, did a big uh, re, uh, relaunch of um, sustainability and some of the things that Ronan was talking about in the summer of 2020. They called it the Great Reset. And on the front page of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset was a piece about the accountancy profession. And the accountancy profession were called the first responders of the business world. And, and that very much reflected everything that we did during that period. Just coming back to uh, some of the backdrop, because Dan, you alluded to this in your opening comments. We in the UK have seen a number of corporate failures. And, and every time we have a corporate failure in the UK, rightly, we're asked questions as to what were the management doing? What were the directors doing? What were the auditors doing? And what were the regulators doing? And there are chartered accountants sitting in each of those pillars. You know, as Ronan said, actually, most of our members are in business or in the boardroom. We certainly provide auditors for the practice side of the house. But lots of chartered accountants are regulators. And what we, what we need to do is look at why some of these corporate failures have occurred across that governance and reporting chain and put steps in place to restore that trust. So for those of you who are uh, watching this from um, international locations, the UK has had three very significant reports in the past four years. John Kingman did a review into the regulator. The Competition and Markets Authority did a review into competition. And Sir Donald Bryden did a review into audit and what the audit product needs to do to evolve to make it more fit for purpose in the 21st century. The accountancy profession supported all of those inquiries. In fact, as far as Donald Bryden's review was concerned, we actually provided the funding as well. So these weren't things that were done to us. We were cooperating. What we're waiting for now in the UK is the government's response. And I think that government response is going to be looked at very closely in Europe and other jurisdictions around the world. It's going to put in place, we expect, a new regulator, ARGA. It's going to, <coughs> it's going to recommend that there's a strengthening of the internal controls uh, in the UK. It's going to strengthen director accountability. It's going to uh, hopefully bring forward a stronger audit product that's more forward-looking. And I think, I think around all of those, there are many other things that, that are also going to be part of the supporting cast. The progress in the UK in terms of getting this uh, actually out announced and into legislation, I'm afraid, has been glacial. The, uh, the corporate family of Carillion happened in January 2018. We're, we're rapidly approaching the four-year anniversary. So, I mean, for, for this, as far as this is concerned, we, it can't come quickly enough. And, and, and one final, final thought, Dan, and then I'll, then I'll be quiet. 
I mean, obviously, we can't we can't talk about the role of the accountancy profession and our um, our purpose and our positioning in the world without recognising that COP26 is going on at the moment in the UK. And, and this is this is possibly one of the biggest challenges the profession has ever faced, the planet has ever faced. The good news is that chartered accountants are problem solvers. We, we look to how we can find solutions to these things. And for those of you who aren't aware, the president of COP26, Alok Sharma, is actually a chartered accountant. So hopefully Amok will bring home the bacon, as they say. So, Dan, a few, a few thoughts from me, hopefully bringing together some of those excellent thoughts from our panellists. No, absolutely. No, I actually had, hadn't realised that Alec was a, was a chartered accountant before. It's a, I knew he was in business in Reading, wasn't he, before? But it's... Uh, but Mike, I'm not going to let you go, because I'd just ask one more question before, before we move on to the, uh, to, the, to the broader questions. But, I mean, t- take us through the... I mean, so... Obviously, the UK has got this new framework coming out. We hope in the next next few months we'll certainly respond from the government. But do you think there's enough? To your point, your your last point, do you think there's enough in there about the future objectives that, that you know, as Ronan says, the need to really drive, the, you know, change the agenda from just financially, uh, you know, literacy and and you know, making sure the numbers stack up to actually, you know, moving into an ESG sort of metric world. Uh, do you think there's enough in there in, in the in, in, in the white paper, or is it just too focused on, you know, solving the problems from four years ago? Well, I think first of all, it's it's a very large package. I mean, the um, the white paper that that came out in March uh, 2021 closed consultation in July 2020. It's well over 200 pages. I mean, it's it's actually the biggest piece of uh, corporate governance audit reform um, that we've ever seen in the UK. Um, Is there enough in it? There is enough in it providing what doesn't happen things get and diluted because uh, a number of those things that I uh, mentioned uh, are all important legs of the stool and you start to take away any legs of the stool and it it becomes less stable. I, I think Directly to the point about is is there enough in it around some of the forward-looking pieces? I think certainly in terms of what uh, investors and society want to see around ESG measures and ESG reporting, it, it doesn't touch in that in enough detail. The bit of announced this week with appropriate timing uh, COP20 is that the IF, IFRS Foundation is going to announce the establishment of an International Sustainability Standards Board, which will sit alongside the IFRS uh, financial reports, and it will be focused entirely on all facets of sustainability ESG metric reporting. Um, This is something that they consulted on in 2020. There was almost unanimous support from around the world for that, and uh, it's, it's... it's very important that that comes forward because, you know, as, as some of my family panelists have said, you know, th- there is so much data out there in the world. We need to be happy with, with the data. We need to be happy that it's being measured properly, reporting properly, and that we're seeing some assurance against it. And that measurement, reporting, assurance, frankly, are things that chartered accountants do better than anyone else. It's, uh, well, that's, that does sound like a, a good development and, and progress. Thank you.